You're listening to the weekly podcast of Citizens Church with Pastor Chris Norman. For more information on the work that God is doing through Citizens Church, please visit us online at citizenschurch.org. Amen. Well, we're in a, in a, in a series that we've entitled Worthy. And what we're looking to do, what we're, what we're wanting to do in this series is learn how to worship God with all our hearts. Like, how, how do we go all in in our relationship with Jesus? I, I, I purposely placed this series at the end of summer, okay? Because I think sometimes in summer, are you with me? Sometimes in summer, we can get into a little bit of a spiritual rut. We kind of, you know, we're on vacation, we're kind of hanging, and I hope you had good times on vacations and all of that. But there's something about it where we just kind of sort of sometimes settle into a spiritual rut. So what I'm hoping to do in this series is as we go running into the fall, in the fall we always see more people come to know Jesus, so many people show up to church, we design series around those things in mind. But between now and then, we just want to kind of, come on, let's go all in together, amen? Let's like wake up, let's, pre- <laughs> let's wake up, let's press in, let's, let's run with all we've got into everything God has. Can I get a good hearty amen? Amen. So let me show you in Jeremiah 29, 11, everyone knows this verse, but, but I'm going to show you the part of the verse that we don't normally go to. Okay. Let's start with what we know. In Jeremiah 29, 11 says, then you will call on me and I will come and, and, and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. Come on. Amen. Are you grateful that you got a God who listens to you? Uh, show them the first part, actually. I think we skipped something. Jeremiah 29, 11, you know the front part. It says, I know the plans I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil to give you a future and a hope, right? That's what scripture says in the beginning. Second service is gonna get that. You didn't get that. Okay, that's what it says in the front part. The second part says this. This is how now you tap into those future plans of God. Like God's always, I always make you say it in the beginning, God's got more, he's got a future, he's got a hope. How do you lean into that future? Well, here's what he says. You call on me and come and pray to me. I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. You'll, you'll live in everything I have for you when you seek me with all your heart. When you go all in. When you're not just kind of kind of hanging out, you're not just kind of going through the motions, but something happens inside of you where you go. Someone say all in. All in. And that's what we're after in this series. You know, like God, God's not a, God's not a halfway God. God. God's not like, hey, just, just kind of. Let me say it to you this way. I'll never and you'll never get the best of what God has to offer until you give God your best. Like I think that the more you lean into God, the more you experience of his goodness. I think there's a lot of people who are kind of half in it with God and they're getting half of what God actually has to offer. I, I think there's more for you if you just be willing, come on, to go all in. When you search for me with all your heart. And guys, that's where I want to live. Some people are not experiencing the fullness of God because they're holding back from God. Don't hold back from God. And that's what this series is, is all about. How do we not hold back from God. Well, well, last week we talked about this idea of worship and what worship is. And the statement we made was this, is that we all worship. Worship is not a, it's not a Christ, just a Christian thing it's, or a religious thing. It's a human thing. We all worship. In other words, we all have something at the top of our list that we give our adoration and love and devotion to. 
Like, I don't know what it is for you, but you got something that you give your love and adoration and worship to, or or, uh, love and adoration and devotion to. That's worship, okay? And what we did last week is I just went, hey, listen, everybody. I know there's a lot of things fighting for that top spot in your life, but only God is worthy, amen? Come on, like your football team, I know you love it. They're not worthy. That that band you love, they're, they're good, but they're not worthy, that, that, that money you're just wanting to get more of and everything, I, I know it's good, but it's not God. It's not worthy. Only God is worthy. If you believe it, say amen. Okay, so we believe God is worthy. We learned that last week. And so now, if God is worthy, I, I want to worship him with all my heart. I want to ascribe worth and value and love toward God. But here's my question. Have you ever wondered, how does God want me to ascribe worth and value toward him? How does God want me to express my love toward him? What, what is this, what does worship look like in the context of what God wants? You know, we talk about love languages and one of the things you do when you, when you go through uh, premarital, if you haven't done it yet, I encourage you to do this even within, if you're married, or if you just like, you got some friends you wanna try to figure out, what, what you wanna figure out is their, what we call it, their love language, Right? Like, how do you give and receive love? How do you receive love? If everybody, I'm married. I, Tatum's love, love language is acts of service. I mean, come on, of all, can it be like quality time? Can it just be like, nope, words of affirmation? Nope, just get, go do the dishes, right? That's what, that's her. Of all the love languages, why did it have to be that one? But that's Tatum's love language. And here's what I want to show you today is that if we're going to express love toward God, God actually has a love language. Like God has a way in which he desires to receive worship, to receive love and adoration. That makes sense? And if you're going to do that in your, in your relationships with others, man, why not? Let's just do that with God. Amen? Like God, what is your love language? What do you want this to look like? Because here's what I'm convinced of, that there's a lot of Christians who truly love God but they have no idea of what God intends for worship to actually look like. And so here's what we end up with. We end up with our version of what we think worship should look like. We end up with, and here's churches all across America, we end up with uh, what we like. This is what I like. This is the song I like. This is the way I like. This is, this is, what, I, this is what I prefer. Well, great, I'm glad you like it and prefer that. What is God like? You with me? Like, what, what, does, what does God prefer? What, what does he desire? So when it comes to worship, what does God want? Matthew chapter 22, verse, uh, verse 37 says this. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart. There it is again. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. So the basis of what God wants, you ready? Please listen today, is that you don't hold back. Did you hear me? Like God says, as you you go about this thing called worship, I I want all, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. Listen, all your affection, all your devotion, all your thought, like just everything is is being directed toward me with just every, you're not holding back. You're not thinking, God, I'll give you 80. I'm gonna hold on to 20. I'm gonna, no, I'm just gonna go all in. Someone say all in. Okay, okay. John chapter four, verse 23. Watch this. It says, a time is coming and now has come when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth. 
for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. So here's what Scripture's saying is that God is looking for, looking for a certain type of worshiper and for a certain type of, of worship. And if I could kind of peel back, I'm going to do this a lot today, peel back the, the English language to show you what's happening in, in the Greek. He says this, those who worship will worship in spirit and in truth. The word worship there, when he says worship in spirit and truth, it's the word proskuneo, okay? You're like, wow, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing it. <laughs> Here's what it means. You ready? It means to kiss. You're like, hold up. Where does that come from? It comes from an ancient tradition of what people would do when they would stand in the presence of royalty or stand in the presence of, of somebody that they admired and that they, they uh, subjected themselves to. And so here's the thought. I'm trying as best I can to get you to understand it. Is that when they were in the presence of a good and noble and, and worthy king, what they would do is proskuneo, they would turn to kiss. They would turn to kiss the hand in some cultures. They would turn, in some cultures, they would kiss the feet. In some cultures, they, 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 would, they would turn and kiss the cheek. It was just, a, it was a turning to, and it was a, 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 a throwing myself kind of at, I'm so in awe of them. I'm so in, just enamored. I'm so just, and I just turn, and I, I bow, and, I, and I, I, I kiss the hand. I kiss the feet. That's where it comes from. It's this, it's this turning to. I, I'm trying to get to the heart of it. it. Listen, here's what it is at the heart. It's, it's, the response of a heart that's overcome with the goodness of their presence. Let me say that one more time. Listen, proskuneo, it's, it's the response of a heart that is overcome, overwhelmed with the goodness and the presence of that individual. Just this overwhelming response. This, I'm just overcome with love. I'm over, overcome with adoration. They're, they're just so good. I can't do anything but, but just to turn and to kiss. I got a, I got a, um, I got a dog named Remy. And, and Remy, when we show up, you open the garage door. When Tate and I show up, we open the garage door. And that dog, listen, I, Labrador, no matter, no matter what, they're just going to love you, Okay. So you open that garage door and you can hear her inside. She's got wood floors. She's all, she's all, she's getting all excited. She runs over there and she's away. Over there, over there, over there, home. They're home. I can't wait. They're home. They come over and she's all over there. She's just over there. She's licking my hand and she's all, they're home. They're home. They're home. It was, what's great about that is like I could literally walk out the door, forget something, come back in. She's still like, oh, where have you been? <laughs> right? Like your dog's like, oh my gosh, they're home. That's, that's this word. It's, it's proskuneo. It's, it's their, she, she She's turning. She's so excited. She can't, can't overwhelm. She can't, can't contain, right? I also have a cat. And when I show up, man, if the cat happens to be in the room, she just kind of, what's up? Did you bring me back anything? Gus says, listen. Dogs go to heaven. <laughs> I don't know about cats, everybody. 
But you get it. The difference is his presence, God is in the, like, are you kidding me? Oh, God. Right? And it's just this, it's prostitute, this excitement, this overcome, overwhelmed with him, so moved by God that we can't help but to move in expression. Proskuneo. Some of you are like, you're arguing with me. You go, wait, wait. It means to bow. It does. It means to bow. It means to, to kiss. It's to throw ourselves the, the weight of who I am at his feet. Just, I'm just so excited. I just love him so much. You got me? Everybody with me? Now, I'll tell you what that doesn't look like. It don't look like a cat. Like you show up to a church and it's cat-ish. I'm making up words up here, everybody. They're, we're missing something. You follow what I'm saying? Like people will say, you know, citizens church. Are you guys one of those kind of, kind of contemporary churches, your contemporary worship? You know, and, and here's what you're thinking. You think traditional. I'm going to hold, hang with me for a second. You think traditional and you think subdued. You think somber, right? And that's traditional. No, 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 no. 3,000 years ago, God gave us the Psalms and, and gave us his scripture. Like, and all over Psalms, all over scripture, is this, is this, this wild abandonment unto God. You know, you know what, you know what our church is? It's like the, one of the most traditional churches around. Because we're going back, we're going, hey, I'm going to stand on what God, now here's what happens is as time has gone on, we said, no, we like it this way. And we like it a little, just a little, and, and that is actually more contemporary than when you go into a church when it's, it's loud and it's fun and we're going and we're... Why? Because that's God's heart. Yeah. I, I, if you hang with me, I'm going to show it to you even more. But that's God's heart. And here's what I think. I'm going to just kind of throw this in there. I think that God actually... I think there's a little... I, I was thinking about how to throw this in here, and, and, but I'm going to. Uh, I actually think that there's a little extra favor and a little extra grace on those that are willing to just, just get a little excited. Just go all in, just uh, unhindered, just abandon yourself unto God, proskuneo, just throw. I just think there's a little extra grace and favor on the lives of those who are willing to go all in. Like, I just think there's a little extra, little extra grace. Like, like God just, just kind of, like he don't have, like does God have favorites? I'm not sure, probably. But here's what I will say. If he has favorites, you get to decide if you are one. Amen? Like you get to, and what does that look like? I go all in. All right, give me a scripture for that. Okay, hold on. Think about it this way. Um, Bible says this, right? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Everyone knows that scripture, right? A lot of us. And what does it say? And he will lift you up. So humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And God's going to do something. Oh, I like that. Going to lift you up. Do you know that word, humble yourself? You know what it is? It's a, you posture in your heart with proskuneo. Like, I'm not making a big deal of me. God, I'm just gonna unabandonedly make a big deal of you. I'm just humbling myself. This isn't about me. It's about you. And you're so good. God, I can't help. And God, I'm gonna go. And God says, you humble yourself. I'm gonna lift you up. I'm gonna lift you up. There's a special grace on your life. There's a, there's a touch on your life. There's a, there's a, come on, you with me? Think about, think about King David. Come on, everybody. Did King David have it all together? Somebody help me out. Okay, no, no. Like, we all know, we all know um, David and Goliath, right? But there's also David and Bathsheba, right? And so David didn't have it all together. 
But what David was at his core, man, is a worshiper. And so God said this about David. When, when God talked about David, come on, listen. When God talked about David, he didn't say, David, you know the one who really messed up. David, he really messed up with Bathsheba. And then, and then he had her husband killed in battle. David, everyone knows David. No, when God talked about David in the New Testament, what he says is, David, a man after my own heart. God just looked at David and said, man, I tell you what, he really loves me. He's just going all in. But God, he messed up. But yeah, he's going all in. He's pursuing after me with everything in him. That doesn't mean he's perfect, but man, he's in pursuit. Paul the Apostle said this, I, 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 I press on to lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. God tackled me for a reason. I just want to tackle everything God has for me. I'm throwing myself all in, you see? And I just think there's this special grace that lands on and rests on those who decides to go all in. David, in 2 Samuel chapter 6, is bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, the, 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 the presence of God, okay? And it's an eight-mile trek. So say eight miles. Eight-mile trek from where the Ark was to, to home, okay? So David goes to pick up the Ark, and you can read about this in 2 Samuel chapter 6. He's bringing the Ark of the Covenant back home. And it tells us in 2 Samuel chapter 6 that he's so, this is David, I love him. He is so overcome with excitement and joy. It tells us that they get, like, you got to understand this, everybody. It's a big deal. Um, don't bring that up yet, guys. Come, don't let them see that yet. I don't know who's in, over the verses. I'll tell you when to turn them, okay? Um, David is so overwhelmed. Now, I want you to see the whole story, okay? To carry the ark, they got to slide these poles in each side of the ark, and then guys out picking those poles up, and then I got to walk with the ark. It's a whole deal just to get the ark up off the ground, and everyone to lift it, and to start moving it. There's a whole procession involved, and, and here's what happens. They go, they get the poles in place, and they lift up the ark, and, and they literally do this. One, two, three, four. Okay, we're going home. Five, we're going home. Six. On the sixth step, David goes, hold it, hold it, wait, everybody stop, stop. Oh my gosh, it's worship. And, he, and it says, he has them put, the, put it down. They, they sacrificed an animal. They got, they, it says that David danced with all his heart. Six steps in. It says that there's trumpet blasts. And there's, there's, there's and, and just, everyone's looking at David. Go, David, we took six steps. But he's just so overwhelmed, so overcome with the presence of God. So okay, okay, okay. And we pick it up, let's go. And it says the, the language of the Old Testament actually suggests that David did that every six steps. Every six steps. He go, okay, they go, oh guys, everybody stop, stop, stop. We gotta worship. Oh God is so good. And it says he's dancing around and there's trumpets and there's all this joy and all this excitement for eight miles. David is just so passionate about worship, so passionate about the presence of God. He shows up home and listen to what his wife says. Now let's look at it. Shows up home and, and this is what it says. When David returned home to bless his household, Michael, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him, his wife, and says, oh, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half naked in view of the slave girls and his servants as, vul as a vulgar fellow would. She saw him, David, <laughs> uh, David he's half-dressed, just out there. 
worshiping God, dancing around, okay? And it goes on to say this. David said to Michael, it was before the Lord. He's like, I wasn't doing this for you. I wasn't doing this to try and impress you. I wasn't, I wasn't, even, I, I wasn't even thinking about you. I was just so overcome with the, pre, with the presence. I was so excited about God. I was just worshiping with everything that's in me. I, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father. Just throwing that in real quick. Over, <laughs> over anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people. He said, God put me here. I think David kind of recognized the favor of God on his life. And he says this, he goes, and I will celebrate before the Lord. And by the way, girl, I will become even more undignified than this. Like he says to her, you haven't even seen anything yet. You haven't seen nothing yet. That's where David's at. He's just like, worshiper. And I just think God looked at it and goes, I like that. I'm gonna bless that. I'm gonna honor that. You see, I think God just like it, likes it. You know, it's, it's wild to me how we can go and do this in other places. Yeah. And then we get around God and it's like, all right, buddy, hey kiddos, I'm gonna just bring it down. Yeah. Gotta come in, just kind of, gotta go to church and do the church thing. And do you feel that way when you go to like your, your, your football game? I know I bring it up, but I just, there's a lot of worship happening in a football game. Do you feel that way when you go to your favorite concert? What, what are you doing at your football game? or at your favorite concert, right? I, I just think you, okay, let's, let's be real. T-Swift was just in town, everybody. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, and my daughter got, she got herself some T-Swift tickets. Now, let me explain to you what happens to go to a T-Swift concert, okay? First of all, you drive really, really far. I mean, people have driven from all over the place to get to, get to T-Swift, paid exorbitant, ridiculous amounts of money to get nosebleeds at T-Swift, right? Like, like, it's just ridiculous. Like, and then you get there and you wait in line for, what was it, an hour and a half, two hours out in the parking lot just to go and wait in line again just to get in. And then you, then you get to your seat and here's what's happening. After all that, people are losing their minds. How do I know? Well, Riot tried to FaceTime me in the middle of the T-Swift concert. On the, on the DL, I'm a little T-Swift fan. Don't tell anybody. I just told everybody. She's wildly talented. So she, she FaceTimes me in the middle of this Taylor Swift concert. And here's what I'm going to tell you is you could not hear a thing. Why? Because there is so much shouting and, and, and just girls ah, just screaming. I'm trying to listen. I'm quiet. I'm trying to listen. You can't. Because they're just losing their minds. At a T-Swift concert. Now listen, I don't know about you, but if we're going to go and do that at the football game or do that at, at a, your favorite artist, or, like, I just think, I'm just so convinced that God is so much more worthy. Come on, if you believe it, give us some praise today. He's just so much more worthy. Why am I going to... Like, God, I'm all in. God, I'm every six steps. I just can't. Like, God, I'm just so overcome and overwhelmed by your presence. You're being a fanatic. Like, if you could be fanatical about your Rams or your Raider, whatever it is, now I'm going to be fanatical about God. Now, now, hold on, pastor. What are you trying to get me to do? 
What exactly? How are you closing this? What are you, what are you doing? Here's all I'm doing. I'm, like, Come on. I'm just trying to get you to take another step. I just think that there's more for you. And the way God leads you into the more is he goes, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, just, just take a step. There, there, there's, more, there's more for you. You know, this, this, is, um, this is what happened on Palm Sunday, by the way. On, on, on Palm Sunday, Luke 19, 37 through 40, it says this. It says, um, next verse, if we bring it up. It says, right at the crest, uh, the Mount of Olives, it begins its descent. And the whole crowd of the disciples, watch this, burst into they, they burst into somber moments of, no, and I get it, that's all, there's parts of that, but what they do? It says they burst into enthusiastic praise over all the mighty works they'd witnessed. They, they just couldn't, they just burst out, right? And, and because every, how God had changed, that Jesus had changed their life, they just couldn't help themselves, right? And then watch all the, all the religious people are like, hey, everybody, dial it back, calm it down, Right? They're singing, blessed is he who comes in the, who comes the king of the, in God's name, in all of heaven, glory in the high place. Some, some of the Pharisees tell the crowd, hey, everybody, dial it down. Teacher, get your disciples under control. But watch what Jesus says. <laughs> Listen, if they keep quiet, the very rocks are going to start praising me. Come on, amen. And so I don't know about you, but I don't want to be replaced by a rock, everybody. Right? So now watch, watch. Let me, do this, let me do this quickly for you to understand this. As you go through the old, the old Psalms, so Psalms is where you get a picture of what God wants worship to look like. And as you go through the book of Psalms, there's this word that shows up over and over again describing worship. It's, a, it's the word praise. Someone say praise. Praise, praise, praise. And praise is all over the, new t- all over, uh, the book of Psalms. Largest book, by the way, that we have in our Bible. And it's all dedicated to worship. Okay? So this word praise shows up over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Now, here's what you need to know. It's just much like how in the Greek language, there's multiple words for our one translation of a word. Does that make sense? Like English is very limited where Greek has just so much more color. So we say love, like I love my wife and I love pizza, but they're two different loves. You know what I mean? Greek has different ways of expressing that love. Well, in the Hebrew, the same is true as well. And for this one word praise that we read in the, in the Hebrew, New Test- or Hebrew Old Testament, that one word praise actually has seven different Hebrew words that are always translated praise. Isn't that wild? Like there's seven different, like the, the translator is like, I don't know how to, what do we, to say praise. Okay, but what about this one? It's praise. And there's seven different words used for praise. L- let me show them to you really quick. The first one is this, it's Hallel, okay, here's one, Hallel, like a lot of us know, it's where we get the word Hallelujah, Yah is the, Yah is the, is the name for God, and it's Hallel, Hallelin, God, okay, it's, here's what it means, ready, I, I promise you, you can go look this up, and every pastor's, you know, Bible, word, definition, dictionary, and I did not make this up, here's what it says, here's what it says, ready? It's this, to rave, to boast, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Like, just kind of like, just so all in. That's, that's hallel. And it says, hallelujah is when you, when you watch, when you rave and you boast and you celebrate, you get a little clamorously foolish toward God. You see? And Psalm 63, 5 says this, 
You satisfy me with the riches of feast. I will hallel you. I will praise you. I, I will, God, you have satisfied me. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna rave and boast and celebrate and get a little clamorously foolish in your presence with songs of joy. The, the next one is this, it's, it's yada. Yada, and here's what this one means. It means to acknowledge God in public, yada. Um, God says, I want you so in love with me that, that you yada, you, you, you're not ashamed of me. You, you, you're so in love with me that, that when you get in public, you, you're willing to talk about me. You're, you're willing to proclaim my yada, my praise in public around people. Now, that's why I always, I talked about it last week. Learn how to go all in here in the context of those who, who, who love you and, and with you. And just because you got Monday morning coming and there's going to be people who don't love God and don't understand it and don't, and they're just not there. And so if you can't do it here, how in the world are we going to worship when we get to, get to work? So I, I, I'm going to next week talk about how worship is not just found in a m- moment in a song because it's not just, it's not, it's actually a movement of our lives. And so it's not just a song. You think worship, oh, okay, sing the song and now PC said, get a little, get, just go more in. Now I'm really worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's also next week where it's how you live your life in worship, right? So we need to be able to yada when, when I'm in public, I'm just, I'm not, you ever, you ever talk to a girl who just got engaged? What does she talk about? The ring. She talk about her boy. She talk, and if, if you don't know she's engaged, she'll let you know. Like you're going to see, you're going to, I don't know if you have, right? They want to talk about, listen, we all want to talk about the things we love. We all want to talk about that which we adore. We all want, and God's just going, yada, do the same in, in your relationship with me. That's my love language, God says. My, I love when you are not ashamed. I love when you're, out, when you're talking about, about me. I love when you, when you show up to work and, the, and the, you, you guys go out with the boys for, for lunch. I, I love when you, you're sitting in an ad and they say, what'd you do this weekend? And the first thing you say, I went to church. Instead of like, how do I not mention that I went to church? You're going, I want to figure out how to work this into the conversation. What's that? It's just this, I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. Psalm 138 verse one says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. God, in, in the public place, right? I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you all my heart, no matter where I am. Here's the third one. It's a Barak. It means to, to bless by kneeling or bowing. So to bless the one who blesses by kneeling or, or bowing. I, I need to explain this one to you. Okay, so it's, it's a blessing the one who blesses by kneeling or bowing. So this actually also comes from, from tradition, from Jewish tradition. So what happens in Jewish tradition is when a child comes in before a father, what they would do often is they would come in and they would bow, they would bow their heads down. And the father would, watch this everybody, would lay his hands on that child and pronounce blessing over them, would speak life over them would speak promise over them. Think of, think of Jacob going before Esau, right? What was he doing? He was stealing his brother's blessing by pretending to be his brother, but it was that, it was that same picture. Going in before father and, just, and, and blessing by bowing the one who blesses. And so here's this, here's this other posture in worship of, of praise when we come in, we barak. It's, it's, just, it's just, God, I'm, I'm, I'm 
pressing in, I'm blessing you, I'm laying my life out before you and, and leaning into your blessing upon me as I do. I just, it's just, it's a posture of kind of receiving, right? Like I'm coming in to, to receive from God and to, to posture my life in a way to, to, to do that. Matter of fact, when, I, when I'm in worship, not, you don't have to do what I'm doing, but I'm just telling you, when I'm in worship, I think about these different postures. Like sometimes in worship, I got my hands lifted like this, and it's just like God is all about you, praise you, like you, your honor and your glory. And, and then sometimes I'm in worship, God, I bless you to be, this one receive from you. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm in a posture right now of re- receiving from you, Lord. Right? This is that Barak. It's just, God, thank you. As a, as a father, as a child before his or her father, God, I just come in to bless the one who blesses. Does that make sense, everybody? Zaymar, I love this one. It means, it means making music with stringed instruments. God's going, I like a little guitar in the mix, right? Because I, I, like, I, like I like a little stringed instruments. And so Psalm 92.1 says, it is good to Zaymar the Lord and make music to your name, O Most High. The, the next one is this, the fifth one, Shabbat. Is this all right, everybody you with me? Shabbat. It means to address my favorite ones. To address the Lord in a loud tone. To shout. Right? To shout. Listen to what it says in Psalm 63 3. Um, because your steadfast love is better than life, I will shabbat, or shabbat, I will shout with my lips unto the Lord. I will, I will praise you in a way where I'm not just like, you know, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Uh, no, it's like, no, no, no. I'm going to come in and God, I'm just going to shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Is it, what? Is it, it's hard to go, it's hard to shout without going all in. You know what I mean? And I think just as our, as our voice goes, our heart follows and God's going, come on, come on. Well, I, don't, I don't like it getting loud in church. <laughs> Sorry to talk, if you... I always talk like that when I'm, I don't know, somebody in the South, I don't know, I don't like when I get loud in church, I get loud in church. Listen, you got a real hard time in heaven because listen, the Bible says in Revelation that in heaven, this is Revelation 14, it tells us that the worship in heaven, the, the best description that, that, that John can give us in Ion of Patmos, he's trying to describe it. And here's his description of the worship in heaven. He says, it's like the roar of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. It's like, you think in heaven right now, all the angels are sitting around going, holy, 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 it's the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. They say that, by the way, it's what they sing. It's the song of heaven. You, you think for one minute, all the angels are standing going, holy, holy, holy. How many times do we have to say this? So, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. It says they are so like in that it's the, it's the sound of mighty rushing water. This, this, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God. Holy, right? They're just all in. That's heaven. And I just think God would just love it if he could see a little more heaven on earth. Amen? Like, like if we could just learn. Just go, hey, don't, don't come off a, a point like that and do a golf clap, everybody. Come on, give God some praise in this place. Amen? Like, Shabbat, two more. Tada. It means this is where the hands comes from. Like this is, this word praise literally means, okay, to lift hands in adoration. I know some of you are like, ta-da. Yeah, yeah. 
Ta-da. No, it's, it's Tada. It's, listen to what it says. Psalm 50 verse 23 says, whoever offers praises glorifies me. Whoever offers hands lifted up. Whoever offers hands lifted high glorifies me. And to him uh, who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. As the worship team comes up. So, Tada, this is the, the hands of the Now, as we lift our hands, here's the different thoughts in that. One, one is glorifying God. Like, it's all about you. I shared that with you already. Like, God is all about you. That's what's happening with, with hand, hands lifted high. It's like, hi, it's, it's giving him worth and value and significance and, and praise, right? So hands are lifted in, in bringing glory to God. Hands are lifted as well in, in surrender, right? What do we do? I surrender. And I think there is an aspect of hands lifted. It's just, God, God, I surrender to you. And God says, I love when you, ta-da, when hands are, hands are lifted high. I also think it's, it's the receiving of like, a, again, a father before a son. That, that can happen in a posture of hands lifted before God. And scripture, come on, I just want you to see this. You read praise and God's going, it actually, there's just a whole lot going on here, right? There's, there's a whole lot that scripture is, inviting us into. It's scripture commanding from us, drawing us. And here's the, here's the last one. It's tequila, not tequila, <laughs> tequila. But, but you love the definition, right? It does the same thing. Exuberant singing, okay? I know you're gonna love the verse. Watch this. Uh, Psalm 34, one says this. I will extol the Lord at all times and his tahila will always be on my lips. Some of you are like, I found my Bible verse. I found my Bible verse right there. No, listen, it's, 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 it's just this, come on, everybody, this exuberant singing, passion. It's, I'm all, listen, he gave his all for me, right? What's my only logical response? It's to give my all back to him. So listen, I'm not, I'm not going in with a, I'm not going in with a golf clap. I'm not going in with just a, I guess I got to kind of, no, it's, there's, there's, if I'm singing, it's going to be exuberant. Like I'm just going to go. I'm giving my God my best because God gave me his best. You see, now I got to address it because I know, like, oh, Chris, that's just not, I'm not feeling it. It's just not my thing. It's not my thing. Listen again, as, as loving as I can, this isn't me going, all right now, buddy, we're going to go and I want you to, all I'm trying to get you to do is to see, like when you're in love with your wife or you're in love with your Ladies, you love with your husband. You're, you're trying to, you want to figure out what, what do I do? What can I do to show them the love that I have for them? And if you're on that journey, the best thing is just ask them, what can I do to show you that I love you? And God's going, if you were to ask me that, praise. It, it, it looks like this. It looks like this. Now, again, I said in the beginning, I, I, I think, and it's the same in your relationships on earth. Like wives with your husbands, or your friendship. Like it, the more you go in, the more you get out. Like the, 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 the more I lean in, the, the more, does that make sense, everybody? There's just, and I just go and I just want to always get, 
Come on. Hey, just take a step. So here's what I want you to do. So identify, where am I? Just come on, in your life, in the way that you, just, just start to lean in a little more. Take a step. Hebrews 13, five says, through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise unto God. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> Scripture's not asking if you feel it. It's a sacrifice of praise. And here's what I found. I sometimes, I, I mean, but honestly, this morning, I like show up, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's raining. No one's gonna come to church today. I love you if you're online, we just miss you. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just not like feeling it. It's all cloudy. And this, this verse comes to my mind. Come on, Chris, sacrifice of praise. Do you think I every Sunday morning walk in and go, I can't wait, I'm gonna get up there and Sometimes it's just, I'm tired and get a lot of sleep last night, but I have to do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, God, you are worthy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give everything I got right now and, and worship God. And as I get up to, to share your word, I'm just gonna go all in because I, like, I can't, I, I gotta, I gotta, I can't help myself. And you see, you see, it's a sacrifice of praise. Church, would you stand with me this morning? Let's be close. And in all of this, what I want you to hear is that God is actually after your heart. Okay? Like, do you hear me, everybody? Listen, in all of this, you're like, right now, okay, I got a, I got a ta-da, and I got a shamar, and I got, a, I got all this, and I got my checklist, and I better make sure I'm doing this right. I, I got all this stuff, 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 stuff. You didn't hear me. Listen, what God is doing is he's going, I just want you to love me with all your heart. That's what I'm after. So don't turn this into this robotical, okay? Because I think people do this with church. Like, I, I got to go to church. And now I, I went to church because I had to. And they told me, now I've got to do all these things. And so got my list and check, 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 check. No, no, stop, 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 stop. Like, I go to church because, man, I want to. I can't wait. I can't wait for Sundays, everybody. I can't wait to be with you and be in God's word. I just, I, I get to. And then you want to talk about worship? It's not like, oh, this is a list of things I got to go. No, I get to. God, I, I, I want to. I, God, I want to get a, get, a little, get a little loud in my worship. God, I, I, I want to lift my hands. God I, God, I want, God, I want to take steps. God, I want to move forward. You see, it's just this, it's a get to in my life, everybody. Not a have to. Now, I realize you're all in different places with this. And, and I, I have actually a, a soft spot in my heart for all of you who go, oh, no. I would never, and I won't, I get it. I, I remember showing up to youth group. I shared this last week as, in, in, as a student and watching people worship and going around, man, I, I'll never, I don't know. Whew. And I remember the first, I remember the first time I lifted my hands to church, I shared with you, I told you guys, I was kind of like a, and then I, I progressed to, I carried the TV for a little bit. It's kind of, it's just kind of, you know what I mean? You kind of, it's kind of, and it's just like, I get it. I get it. I totally, I totally get it. But I'm just, I'm just trying to free you up. Just let you know, um, he's worthy. And let's just act like it. Can we give Jesus some praise in this place today, church? Amen. Man, I want to have the heart of David. I want to have the, the heart of the psalmist. I want to, I want to live that way. Come on, give us some praise, church. Amen. Come on. Amen. Amen.
So what's your next step? Come on, you just need to take it. Just take it. Just come on, let's go all in. Go all, say, someone say all in, all in, all in, all in, all in, all in. Now listen, I'm gonna close like this. I, I, I know that there's some of you in here today that you've just never, you've never even turned God word. You've never turned your life toward him. So I'm talking about next steps. I, I think your next step today is to turn your life Godward. Just to say, God, I want to surrender to you. Would you bow your heads with me? In a minute here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray over those of you who just need to, maybe for the very first time, turn Godward. There's some of you who need to, who've walked away and you need to turn back to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray for you in, in a minute here. You, the Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, every single one of us. And the wages of that sin is, is separation from God. There's some of you listening to me right now, online, in the room, like you're separated from God. God, who you were created to have a relationship with, your soul is craving right now. You're separated from him because of this thing called sin. Well, the Bible says that Jesus came and went to the cross and on that cross took upon himself what you deserve for your sin so you can be forgiven, washed, cleansed of your sin and be brought back into the relationship with God that your heart right now is craving. And so some of you, your move today, your next step is just to, for the very first time, maybe coming back to go, God, okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna say yes to you. And in a minute, I'm gonna pray with for those of you who need to take that step today. But I'm gonna ask you right now, if that's you and you would like to be included in that prayer, could you do me a big favor and just slip up your hand with your heads bowed, eyes closed. Come. If you just slip up your hand, you say, today's my day. I need to go all in. Come on, God bless you. Anyone else? Come on. Today's your day. God bless you on the right. You in the back. Can I listen? I'm going to pray. And I just want you to have this conversation with God. Tell him to say, God, I thank you that you love me right where I am. But I know that you've got more for me. And so today, I choose come on, tell them, to surrender my life to you. I'm done running. I'm done doing my own thing. I turn to you this morning. I thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross on my behalf and giving your life in my place so that I can live. And I thank you for rising again from the grave to lead me into life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to walk with you all the days of my life. Come on, say, be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Come on, church, and everyone agreed together and said a good hearty. Come on, amen. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Citizens Church. It's our prayer that through this message, God would impact and inspire your life. If you have any questions for us or would like to let us know how God is using these messages in your life, please let us know by sending an email to connect at citizenschurch.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online and help in seeing more lives changed through the work here at Citizens Church. Thank you so much for joining us. 